so good. So good to be here this morning and uh, so good to have you join with us online. How's everyone doing today? We can see you all on the chat. We can see uh, everyone out there in YouTube and Facebook. It's so good you've joined us and we cannot wait that we can see you all again in person sometime soon. How good's that going to be, right? It's going to be like a celebration. It's going to be a party. It's going to be so good to see each other again. But before we get into the Word this morning, it was really beautiful what Rach said just before in the worship about um, just seeking after Him at home. And right now, what I'd love for you to do, wherever you are, I'd love for you to close your eyes and just spend this moment and in, in prayer. And we're going to just pray wherever you are right now. And I'd love for you to join us. Don't switch off and, you know, grab your coffee and just do whatever and just let me pray. I want you to pray at home right now. I want you to worship and just to lift your hands as we pray this morning. So come on, wherever you are right now, let's do that this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Father, that in the midst of craziness in our world, God, that you are so constant. You are so there. Your grace is sufficient for every single one of us. Lord, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. God, we pray you'd enter every home that is watching this stream right now. Every person listening to my voice, God, may you just enter their hearts right now with a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for it in the name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Well, it's so good to be bringing the Word this morning. And after this, we have a new song to teach you, um, Never Walk Alone from Hillsong Worship. And only came out two days ago, and it's such a great song. And it kind of talks about what I'm going to speak about this morning. So, And it wouldn't be a worship pastor thing, right, to not preach and do a song, right? Well, that's just a standard thing. Everyone, you guys should be used to that right now. But here we go. I'm going to be speaking about this morning, people of faith. People of faith. You see, as people, we have faith in many things in this world. Whether it's God or not, we have faith in a lot of things. You have faith in the train when you're on it that it's not going to derail. You have train in the aeroplane that's not going to fall out of the sky. You have faith in your car that the wheels just aren't going to fall off. You have faith in your mountain bike that when you're going down this hill, you ain't going to just crash and burn when the tire just rips off. Well, some people do that. Hey, Max. But anyway, um, <laughs> just kidding, brother. Well, I went mountain bike riding with Max and Timmy Jones yesterday, and Max is back on the bike. He got straight back on it, and he's a champion. So if you listen to Swan and Maxie, we love you, and you're a champion. But everyone has faith in something. You know, when I first flew... Do you guys remember the first time you went in an aeroplane? Some of you might have been lucky enough when you were babies that you don't remember it. But I went when I was about 16 on my first ever aeroplane, aeroplane flight from Sydney to Tasmania. I went to Tassie. That was the first place I went on a plane. And we went landed in Melbourne and we swapped planes in Melbourne and we got on this tiny little plane, Qantas plane with the propellers, not the jets, the propellers, right? And then we flew from Melbourne to Tasmania. And I remember being so freaked out that this thing was just going to dive bomb out of the sky. I was just sitting in the plane, you know, you watch those docos on TV and you think, this plane is going to crash. It's not going to, it's not going to stay up in the air. And I was so freaked out about flying that I thought we were going to crash into the Bass Strait or something crazy like that. But I didn't. And I landed and it was okay. But I had, didn't have enough faith in the aeroplane that was going to stay in the air. And so we all have faith in something. 
We have faith in many things. You might have faith in money this morning. You might put your faith in your home. You might put your faith in your relationships. But this morning, I'm here to encourage you, our main focus of our faith should be put in God. Our faith should be on Him and our relationship with Him. Christianity is largely characterized and by its emphasis on faith and beliefs. And I'm just going to read a few scriptures this morning. Matthew 21 Verse 21 to 22, Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Romans 10 verse 17, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and the message is heard through the word from, about Christ. Hebrews 11.6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurances about what we do not see. So this morning, where is your faith at? Where is your faith at this morning? Is your faith in God or is it in stuff? Is it in God, our Heavenly Father, or is this morning your faith in something else? Are you listening to the news every day and your faith is on the, the chief health officer? Is that where your faith is at? Our faith should be in God. Amen? Are we people of faith in Him or something else? You know, it's crazy in the, right now when we, we turn on the TV. And I don't know about you, but it's like a dividing moment in our nation. There's so many views and opinions, depending on what media channel you turn on as well. There's so many, when you, when you talk with people, there's so many views on this, views on that. And it gets so crazy in our world. And sometimes it diverts us and diverts us away from where our true faith should lie. And that is in our Heavenly Father. So I'm telling you today, yes, we honor our government, but our faith isn't in government, it's in Him. Our faith isn't in someone else, it's in Him. Amen. It's not in Channel 7, it's not in Channel 9. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. Amen. So, number one today. People of faith seek after God. People of faith seek after God. Jeremiah 29 verse 12. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. There are two important aspects of this passage, of faith in this passage. First, the faithful seek God. They not only wait for God, they actively search for God. And for God's purpose. And this search is a total commitment with all your heart. And this search is not an intellectual quest. It's with all your heart. So is your relationship with God up here or is it in here? And up here is important. We need to find out about God and learn about Him and learn about His ways, absolutely. But unless it drops down from here to here, we don't have faith in Him. Our faith comes from our heart, our heart in Jesus Christ. The faithful seek after him. So this morning, what are you seeking after? Are you seeking after that job promotion? Are you seeking after having some, a bigger home? But are you seeking after God this morning? That is our, what we really need to do as people of faith is seek after him. Don't just sit there and go, well, I'm saved, I'm all good, and flow through life. Actively seek after our heavenly father. Our relationship with him is so important. You know, when we get married, it's not just a commitment on the wedding day, it's ongoing. 
It's up to me to build the relationship. It's up to both people to build it. And it's the same with our relationship with God. If we're not seeking after Him, we're not building that relationship. We're not building our, our connection with Jesus Christ. He's always there. He never moves. He never changed. God doesn't change. He doesn't go away from us sometimes when we feel like He's gone away. We're the ones that have moved away in some regard. So to this morning, what are you seeking after? And my encouragement is seek after our Heavenly Father. Seek after Him with all of your heart. Not just to, I'll come on Sunday and I'll seek Him for 10 minutes. Seek Him with all your heart, wherever you are. Psalm 103, verse 17 to 18. And I'm going to read out of the Passion Translation this morning. I've been loving this translation. But Lord, your endless love stretches from one eternity to the other unbroken and unrelenting toward those who fear you and those who bow face down in awe before you. Your faithfulness to keep every gracious promise you've made passes from parents to children to grandchildren and beyond. You are faithful to all those who follow your ways and keep your word. He is faithful for everyone who follows him and keeps his word. So seek him with all your heart. Seek Him with all your heart. I can't say it enough this morning. Don't just let it be a Sunday thing or a, I'll stick on some worship when I'm feeling down thing. Just seek Him with all of your heart in every aspect of your life. Sometimes I just sometimes get in a moment where I don't even know what to say. And I just go, God, I just want you. I just want you. I don't want the stuff. I just want you, Jesus. So we've got to get God from our, from our knowledge up here and into our heart. We can listen to all the podcasts, all the sermons in the world, but unless it drops from here to here, it's useless. We've got to, we can learn and learn and learn, but let that learning become a heart connection with Him. Let it become something that our hearts are focused on Him. I'm not having a go at knowledge. Knowledge is so important. It's good to learn. It's good to delve into Scripture. It's good to learn more about Him and His ways. Absolutely. But it can't just be up here. It's got to be here. Let it be a heart connection. You know, it's funny. I have this thing. There's someone in our household. I'm not going to name their name. And um, I say they don't have much spatial awareness. Now, what is spatial awareness, you might say? Well, the other day I went to Woolies at Emu Plains and for some reason, every person I went past on my trolley had zero spatial awareness. And what do I mean by that? Well, have you ever seen someone where you're pushing your trolley down one side of the aisle and they're on that side of the aisle and they just walk in front of you? They don't even look. And then they just, they're looking at the thing up here and they're looking at, you know, the chip packets down the bottom and they can't even see you there. It's spatial awareness. You might see it when people are walking now with their phones across level crossings and across roads and they're just looking at their phone. They've got no idea what is around them. And same when you're driving. You've ever driven next to someone who's distracted. They have no idea what they're doing. They're yakking in the car to their friend in the seat. They don't even know what speed they're doing. And yet that's spatial awareness. And there's someone in our household who has very little spatial awareness that I always have to say, make sure you look before you turn. You walked in front of somebody. And, then they, and the answer is always, well, they knew I was there. They could see me. But my thing is spatial awareness. So always be aware of your surroundings. Always be aware of what's around you. So this morning, are you aware of God? Are you aware of Him? Are you aware of Him? 
Don't just walk through life and float around and go, oh, he's here somewhere. Are you aware of where he is? Are you aware of him? We've got to seek after his heart this morning in Jesus' name. I can't hear any, any many amens through the camera, but I'm sure you're amening me. And you're not just on your phones going through Facebook. As long as you're watching the stream, that's okay. It's all good. Faithful people seek after God. Number two this morning, people of faith are believers. People of faith are believers. And you might say, well, you've just talked about seeking God. That, that Doesn't that mean that I believe in Him? But what do you believe about God? You can say I'm a Christian, but when it comes to crunch, do you re really believe that He is your God? That He is your provider? Do you believe that this morning, that He provides for you? Do you believe that He is your healer this morning? Do you believe that He is your deliverer, that He is your inheritance, that He is your strength and shield, that you have full confidence in Him? Do you believe that about your God this morning? I don't know about you, but I do this morning. I'm pumped up because I know that God is a God that when we believe in Him, He provides all those things for us. He can be our healer. He can deliver us from any sin, from anything that's in, that encapsulating us. He's our inheritance. So do you believe that's the God that we serve? Do you believe in Him this morning? Not just of Him and not just like He's out there and, you know, oh, I'm, just, I'm just on earth here to just work it out myself. Do you believe that He is there to be there for you? Amen. Matthew 17 from verse 14 says this. This is the story where Jesus heals a demon-possessed boy. When they came to the crowd, a man approached Jesus and knelt before him. Lord, have mercy on my son, he said. He has seizures and is suffering greatly. He often falls into the fire or into the water. I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation, Jesus replied. How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy, and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move from here to there and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. I love this passage because he's having a dig at the disciples. He's having a dig at, he's, he's 12, he's, he's close people. He's having a dig at them for having so little faith. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Oh my gosh, that's a smackdown right there. Jesus, why couldn't we drive out that demon? And he said, because you have so little faith. Small as a mustard seed and you can move that mountain. Do you know a mustard seed is like that big? It is so tiny. There is nothing smaller than a mustard seed. So the amount of faith is not important. Even the smallest amount of faith is enough. That's what Jesus was saying. You don't need to be like praying constantly and all the time and have this and think that you've got to walk around and try and move trees and mountains and all this stuff. That's not what Jesus is saying right here. What he's saying is a mustard seed is so small, you just have to have a little bit of faith and he will heal you. Just a little bit of faith and he'll deliver you. Just a little bit of faith and he'll provide for you. That's what Jesus is saying in this passage. Oh, you of little faith. So you just need your smaller faith that you bring and he can provide for you. What matters is, in, is the God in whom that faith is placed 
who can achieve the impossible, even moving mountains. Notice that. Our faith shouldn't be about the outcome. Our faith should be in whom the faith is placed, which is Jesus. So what he's saying here is if I walked over and said, all right, Blue Mountains, move over to the Central Coast. Off you go. I got the faith for it. But it's not Jesus' will. It's not I'm not focusing on him. It's not what he wants. Then it's not going to happen. So our faith needs to be in who we have our faith in, and that's Jesus, who can achieve the impossible. He's the one that can move mountains. He's the one that can heal you. Amen. So let's stir some faith this morning. Come on, stand up in your lounge room. Start stirring some faith. Start praying to him and saying, God, I believe in you for a miracle in my body. I believe in you right now for a miracle in my finances. I believe in a miracle to restore this relationship from fathers and mothers that haven't spoken to their kids in a while. He's the God who can heal in all situations. Where's your faith at this morning? Do you believe in miracles this morning? Because I think God just said in that scripture there, small as a mustard seed. That's all you need. That's all you need as long as it's placed in him. Which is kind of funny because, you know, I've, for years you've been around church and you hear some wacky stuff being prayed. You hear some wacky stuff that Christians say out of their mouth, right? Is it just me? or Anyway, I, I grew up in a space where there was some wacky stuff said about faith. And what I've realized is the faith they had didn't include God in it. So of course he isn't going to do it. And so (laughs) with reading this scripture and learning more about having faith in him, it's about having faith in our God before the miracle happens. It's about looking at him before we ask what we want. It's about who we're praying to. Where is our faith reliant on, not the outcome that we want to achieve? The disciples' problem here is the lack of faith and failure to seek their Lord's direction, not the faith. So you've got to seek after God's will. So our faith shouldn't be in the outcome. Our faith is in whom the one that we believe. You know, my grandfather at a young age had polio. And now we have a vaccine for that, if we want to talk about vaccines. Is that like the taboo topic right now? But we have a vaccine for polio, which means I don't get it. But my grandfather got it when he was really young age. And so he decided that he wanted to become a minister. And this is like 1925. He became, he went to Bible college in Tasmania and he studied to be a Methodist minister. And then he got posted at Redfern, Redfern in Sydney, in the slums. That's where his church was in the middle of Redfern. And by the way, I don't go for the rabbit so don't get excited, all right? But he, that's where the Methodist church was in Redfern. And my mum tells me so many stories that even though he was in pain, he had polio his whole life, he still prayed for healing. He still believed for it. God didn't heal him the way he thought of it. But what God did in him is he ministered to people that were down and out. He ministered to people, the Aboriginal people in Redfern. He ministered to those people in those slums Because he had polio, led him to do ministry, led him to study the word, became a minister, and then he helped other people. And so his his faith was in who his faith was placed, not the outcome. If we just have faith in the outcome, I'll heal my polio, heal my leg, then we're just going to get healed and walk off. But our faith should be in him and his direction, and then he guides us in Jesus. I'm not saying that, you know, we have stuff like heart conditions like I have as well. 
But sometimes God uses a situation like that to help other people. Is anyone with me this morning? And so I look at my grandfather. I never got to meet him. He died the year I was born, actually. But I'm inspired by his story because he, even though he had an affliction, he had a faith in God that led him to help other people. And I love that about my granddad. Number three, people of faith stand strong. Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 18. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, he may be able to stand your, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith in which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. So stand strong this morning. Paul is encouraging believers to stand strong in the Lord and in the might of God's strength. The armor is what he has given us to stand. His word, his Holy Spirit, prayer and fasting and worship. That's the armor that he has given us. Oh, worship. Here we go. The worship guy again. Going to talk about worship. But you know, worship is part of the armor that God gives us. We are responsible as believers to put the armor on. We need to shield up, everyone who plays Fortnite with me. We need to shield up, shield up, get some slurp. The armor is there. We need to put it on. Don't do life without the armor of God. You know, how many people know a person, a first-time believer, that was so passionate the day they got saved? They were so passionate in the worship at youth. They were so passionate in the worship at church. But somewhere along the line, they didn't put the armor on. They got taken out. They walked out of the building. They walked out of discipleship. They walked out of connect group and they forgot to put the armor on and they got wiped out. And so this morning, I just want to quickly go through because we're going to sing this song in a sec. What we need to do with the armor, the belt of truth, The belt is what holds all the armor together. Put on the belt of truth. Truth holds everything together. The breastplate of righteousness guards your heart. The devil wants to attack your heart. He wants to attack what you believe in. Your heart is where you believe in God. The devil wants to to attack all of your beliefs. And how true is that with believers? I don't know if I believe anymore. I don't know if I know that anymore because the devil's had an attack of their heart. Your feet are fitted with the gospel of peace. Soldiers wore shoes in battle to stop them from losing their footing. That's why they wore shoes in battle. So the gospel of peace keeps us standing straight. The shield of faith 
used to shield against the arrows in battle, some arrows today, temptations, fear, bitterness, anger, division. Put up the shield. This can extinguish all the arrows of the evil one. This is the first piece of armor to protect you is the shield. So put it up. Put up the shield this morning. The helmet of salvation is to assure our hearts of our union with Christ. It's to remind us that we're seated with Him and secure in Him. Our helmet reminds us of our salvation. The Word of the Spirit, the Word of God, it is written Word and the spoken Word through the Holy Spirit. That's why it's so important to get the Word from here into here. Learn to speak it out. Psalm 27.1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. This is speaking out the Word. Whom shall I fear? Isaiah 41, for I'm the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Psalm 56, 3, when I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Psalm 121.1, I lift up my eyes to the hills for where my help comes from. My help comes from the Lord. So let's start putting on the armor of God, the Word, the word, sword of the Spirit, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith, fitted with the shoes of the gospel of peace to keep us standing strong the breastplate of righteousness and the belt of truth, which holds it all together. You know, I love this what this passage of Scripture because Christians here are pictures of standing and not advancing. You know, so many times we've read this about the breastplate of righteousness and we're ready for battle, ready to fight. But it's actually not what was being said here. It's saying to stand, defense, to protect yourself. Standing strong, not advancing, not being agro Christians. <laughs> standing strong. This is someone's being able to have stability and sure footedness from the gospel, which gives you peace when you stand in the battle. So stand strong this morning. Get those shoes on and get them into the ground and the shield up. And stand strong. Matthew 4, 1-4. This is when Jesus was tempted. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of of God. Jesus was using the sword of the Spirit. He was speaking into the situation when he was being tempted. And like I said about the shield, it shields from temptation. It shields from fear, bitterness, anger. And right now as Christians, we need to shield from division. There's so much division in our world. This can extinguish all the arrows of the evil one. So guys, stand strong this morning. Stand strong in your faith. Get the Word of God into you. Use the full armor of God to protect yourself. We're in a world that's in chaos, but we know we can stand strong. We can stand strong and put the shield up and, and go through anything and He'll be there belonging.
he'll be there beside us. Amen. So people of faith seek after God. People of faith are believers. And people of faith stand strong. So put on that armor this morning in Jesus' name. Come on, we're going to do a new song this morning. Got a quick video. If you um, want to give your life to Jesus this morning and you want to recommit your life, I want to encourage you that you can do that wherever you are. You can do that at home right now, wherever you're watching. And we're going to show a quick video on if you want to give your life to God, what you can do if you've made that decision. Bless you guys. If you are new or have made a decision to follow Jesus, we'd love for you to head to our website, citychurchau.com. Scroll down to the I'm new or follow Jesus tab. Once you click on that, a form will appear. Fill out your name, your email and a message and send it off. Once we get this, one of our staff will contact you about the decision you have made and how to best follow you up from here.